Welcome, John Denton here with another episode in the Business Ready for Sale podcast series. Once again on this podcast, I'm the interviewee, and this time I'm being interviewed by John Logan from Twin Cities Radio 89.7 FM in the northern suburbs of Perth, covering Wanneroo and Joondalup. John is a big supporter of small and medium businesses in the area, and through his radio show, he gets people on like myself to give tips and information and things which are useful to the local business community. In this interview, we talk about things that small businesses can do to help themselves and to grow their businesses and make their businesses more saleable and more productive for them, the owner. So without further ado, over to John Logan. If you're a listener, a regular listener that is to the show, you'll be well, well and truly across the fact that I keenly support local businesses, especially the small to medium-sized businesses, which are by far the biggest employers of local people, and they give heaps back to our community through supporting all sorts of community groups. Sadly, at present, a lot of our smaller businesses are struggling to make ends meet. They're operating well below capacity. If you own one of these businesses, or you work for one of them, you may be interested in listening to what my next guest has to say. He's going to share some of his wisdom with me and with you. Business mentor and business broker, John Denton, thanks for joining us on 89.7. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me here. John, why did you get into the field of work that you got into just recently? And how did you get into it? Yes, it's interesting. Um, I had a business, a training business for several years and decided with a, a took on a business partner and the idea was to build the business up and sell it so exit with equity in three years and it was part of a franchise at the end of the three years when we decided to sell it we tried to sell it on our own we we were good salespeople. we thought we knew we could sell anything and after five months of trying to sell it um it, it got a bit desperate a friend referred us to a broker in his opinion the best broker in town and we went through the broker, and the first thing he did was put the price up by 20%. So the first mistake we were making was we were trying to sell it too cheaply. And we just weren't going through the process correctly. So this guy put us through a process to get the business ready for sale, put it on the market. Um, he marketed it, and we got the full price for it. So that was a real learning. And I realized in that process just how little business owners know about selling their business, about getting it ready for sale, what makes it valuable. You told me off there that um, you take an approach that all businesses should be sale ready because if they are as such, they're operating to their capacity. How do you value a business? Obviously, profit is one thing, but there's got to be other factors. Sure, yeah, profit is a major one. It's difficult to sell a business that's not making a profit. And the risk to that profit... You know, as things change so quickly these days, the markets change. Um, so when we're valuing a business, we look at what the profit is to the owner before the owner takes any any um, discretionary money out of the business. And then we look at what the risk is to that profit. You know, if the business only has one or two very large clients, then that's high risk, so the value goes down. 
any client that's more than 15% of turnover typically starts to become a negative for the business. It could be location, it could be leasing, there's loads of different things, John, that really affect the price as well as the profit. That's why even if you took two identical franchise businesses, they could be valued completely differently. Systems are, of course, a a big thing, not only with businesses, but with any organisation. Do you come across a a number of smaller to medium-sized businesses who haven't put in place the right sorts of systems, and do you try to encourage them to put in systems that work better for them? Absolutely. One of the things that um, I tend to focus on with smaller businesses is their systems. Um, And I let the business owner know that systems is an acronym for save yourself time, energy, money and stress. And and you're right, the vast majority of small businesses have never got around to putting systems in. That makes it difficult to sell. It makes it more stressful for the owner and for the staff working in the business as well. So it's, it's a key part of it, absolutely. In general, what have you found to be the biggest roadblocks to turning around small to medium-sized businesses in the cities of Wanneroo and Joondalup? <laughs> Generally the owner. Um, because quite often the owner doesn't necessarily see themselves as being a business owner or a leader. They're in the business doing the business, probably because they started it in the first place. And so they're working so hard day to day to keep the business going and make a profit that they're not thinking about how am I going to get out of this. And in a lot of cases, the breakthrough for a lot of them is when I ask them if they have a business or a practice. You know, a lot of tradespeople have a practice, not a business, because a practice is built around an expert, whereas a business is built around systems. There's that word again. So there's attitude problems. Are there attitude problems, for example, um, where business owners and managers think that they've been doing things a certain way for so long that they've got to be right or perhaps uh, young guns come into the business operation and try to steer things in a different way and there's that lack of balance between the old and the new way of doing things? Mm, Absolutely. The uh, business owners are often very reluctant to let go of tasks that other people should be doing so they get bogged down in low payoff activities and yeah, the younger people come in, but they're not always... The owner doesn't always trust them to do the right thing by the business, so there's trust. It's not necessarily attitude, it's more just the education of getting the business owner to understand that they can delegate, they can outsource, they can get those low payoff activities done by somebody else, whether it be an employee or, or somebody offshore even. You facilitate workshops and business skills seminars for business owners and managers. What's the benefits? How keen are businesses to actually take part in this, given the competitive nature of business? Mm, That's interesting. When we um, work with business owners in in a group, I do both one-on-one and group mentoring, but when we work in a group, we make sure there are no competing businesses in the group. And that is absolutely critical because we want the business owners to be totally honest. Um, By putting them in a group together, they help each other and they know that nobody in the group is trying to sell them anything or get referrals from them or anything like that. They're there purely to help each other, and there's no competition. So they can be totally open and honest. 
John, there's a lot of businesses for sale at the moment. I need not tell you that. You know <laughs> better than me. What do you say to a business owner who says to you, I can't afford your service? I can't afford to. I can't afford your service. I can't afford to hire you to come in and put in place systems. I'll just let my own work practices continue on their way. What do you say to someone like that? Mm, it's getting them to realise what the consequences of that will be. You know, there's going to come a time when they're going to have to get out or they want to retire or it could be ill health. There's all sorts of reasons why people exit the business. And I try to open their eyes to the fact that if they don't invest the money now, then they're not going to be able to get the sale later on. And again, if there's if there's things that need fixing up in the business and they don't fix them up, they're just not going to get the value for it if they do sell it. So it just makes sense to invest the money now to get a bigger payoff at the end. It take t- takes time to turn around a business, doesn't it? We're looking at maybe three years, four years, five years? It can do. Um, we need at least three years of good, clean financials. And that's the other impediment to uh, selling a business if the financials aren't absolutely crystal clean these days and up to date, then it makes it very difficult to sell. And sometimes there are things in the financials that it can take two or three years to work them out, if you know what I mean. So if you enter a business and that business is clearly in strife, what's your first step? Do you look at the short term and then you look at the medium term and longer term down the track? Yeah, the first thing is to stop the bleeding. You know, look at where, what's causing the biggest problem for the business. Is it bleeding money? Um, And then fix that up. So it's got to be the highest return for the shortest, you know, time to get the business turned around. John Denton is my guest. He's a mentor of businesses. He's uh, got some experience in preparing businesses for sale. As you know, John, a number of our businesses in the cities of Joondalup and Wanneroo are operating well below capacity. Do you see boosting visitor numbers and tourism as the future to get this economy back on shape? Oh, I think this state's got fantastic opportunities in tourism. Um, I just don't think in the past there's been enough focus on it. And, yeah, I mean, that, that can employ a lot of people. I think we really need to have a good hard look at our customer service. And this is true of any business, not just tourism. But having been on holiday in Europe recently, um, the, the thing that stood out for me was their fantastic customer service and how they treat people as individuals. Uh, here, they just we don't seem to have that same attitude. Where does that start? Why is that a problem? Why is it a problem? Well, people won't come if you don't if they don't get good service. No, but it, I, it starts at the top. The problem yeah, starts. It at starts the top. at the top. Let me rephrase that uh, question, John. Why are we in such a state that our customer service is below par when it comes to a number of the other Western countries? Um, is it our attitude? Um, is it that we don't have enough training? What is it? It's all of those things. We've got an attitude. I think in this country we we don't see ourselves as being in service. Um, it's almost like we want it, but somebody else should be doing it. Um, training is a big one. Um, a lot of business owners don't train their staff in customer service, uh, even from just answering the phone. And that that first point of contact that someone has with your business, you know, sets that first impression. So it's training, very much an, an attitude, 
Um, and I think as well we put up with poor service. The other thing is that people don't complain. They just walk away. We hear a lot about red tape, bureaucracy, gone mad. Is that crippling small to medium-sized businesses? Yes, look, I think it is definitely an impost. There's just sometimes too many hoops to go through to get something done. And this is at local government level and state government level. And it frustrates business owners, like, (laughs) yeah, tremendously that it's just so hard sometimes to do the things they want to do. There's a similar business case which has been set up uh, by another organisation dealing with bigger businesses. Why do you like to focus on smaller to medium-sized businesses? Well, I guess because I've come from that background and it's mums and dads, it's people I can relate to and it's people who find it more difficult because they haven't got the the money and the resources um, that the bigger companies have to do things. And you're a local person, of course, aren't you? That's right. So having been in small business and sold a business and um, I've been president of two business associations and so I guess I just spend a lot of time with small business. Are you surprised that more businesses aren't members of business associations? Um, I am. It's obviously having president of two of them, then I'm a big fan and I see a lot of people get a lot of benefit from them. It comes down to a time thing. It's the business owner. Again, if the business owner can't leave the business, then that's a problem. You know what I mean? It's, it's The business is too dependent upon the owner, so they have to be there all the time. They can't get off to these meetings and take advantage of it. My guest is John Denton. He's a business broker and a business mentor. Uh, John, we've just about run out of time. If people would like to know more about the services you provide, what's your email and phone number? Email is john, with an H, J-O-H-N, at johndenton.com.au, and that's Denton as in Andrew Denton, so johndenton.com.au. And the phone number is 0417-918-717. No relation to Andrew Denton. <laughs> no, no, no. I hope people ask him at some point if he's related to me. Related to you. <laughs> I haven't managed to achieve that level yet. John Denton, of course, you're all over uh, social media as well, so people can uh, Google you and find out more about you. John Denton, thanks for being part of Movers and Shakers this afternoon. No, thank you, John. It's been a pleasure being here. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed that chat with John Logan from Twin Cities FM or 89.7 FM here in the northern suburbs of Perth. Please subscribe to my podcast series so that you don't miss out on future episodes. I've got an interview coming up in a little while with Chris Milne. This is a second interview again about the effects of the coronavirus on business values. We'll look back on what we discussed in the first interview three months earlier. But for now, it's bye from me. And if you'd like any more information, resources, tips, or just have a chat with me, then go to my website at businessreadyforsale.com. You can contact me, join my Business Owners Taking Action membership community, or join one of my courses, or just contact me and let's have a chat. So it's bye for now and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.